And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man
and never been as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had to pay a lease. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. It come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him all his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh -huh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies. Butter crunch. And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Or how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man So she don't 
Oh, shit. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. I guess we'll just hop right into the intro. What's going on, Durante? How's it going, man? Um, all right, man. If this is your first time watch, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how this show works, man. Every Monday we are on here with Notorious Unscripted. After Raw and every Friday, we are on. I feel like I missed something. I feel like you did. Wait. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay, All right. Okay. All right. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. This is episode 131 of the news, man. And if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how this show works. Every Monday we're on here after Raw with Notorious Unscripted. And every Friday at 4 p usually 4 p.m. Central. Today's a little bit of a earlier episode, and I kind of am digging it already, man. I'm kind of digging it already. So... Yeah, man. Um, yes, we are on here usually at 4 p.m. Central with the news every Friday, man. And on this episode of the news, we not only have the news, but we're going to start you guys off. We not only actually have a lot of interesting stories, but we're going to start you guys off with the Extreme Rules 2022. The brief review on the show, man. Obviously, we've been used to not going live, even though the show was a lot better. And I'm sure a lot of you guys probably wanted us to go live afterwards we've been so numbed to the nothing pay-per-view uh model and this has always been one of them so obviously oh, we did yeah. not plan to go live but in the trip in the triple h era man this show turned out uh very enjoyable but we'll talk about that in a second man so um speaking about this past monday's episode of unscripted the most important uh week uh so far of the triple h era we seen uh, we talked about multitude of things. Uh, Brock Lesnar coming back, the uh, really good episode of Monday Night Raw they put on. It, it genuinely felt like a Raw after WrestleMania, um, which I can't wait to see him do that show. If that was the show he gave us for the Raw after Extreme Rules, but oh, we talked about Brock coming back. We talked about Seth getting the championship, uh, the getting the getting a championship after like nine hundred and fifty something days uh, without one. Um, Legato Del Fantasma being called up, uh, Bray Wyatt, the Bray Wyatt return, we briefly touched on it, we wanted to save most of it for today, but, uh, yes, we talked about a multitude of things, and not to mention the of AEW, sh uh, Dynamite show that they Crazy. did, so, if you guys did miss all that, man, that is episode 112, I believe, of Unscripted, and, uh, yeah, man, if you guys did miss that, uh, that is now available on all platforms on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, like I said, join us right here after Monday Night Raw every Monday, man. So, with that, um, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of this beautiful Notorious Hills Podcast official merchandise, you guys can now find all of this on bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this video. And you can also find it in Mind and Circa's social medias uh, on the Notorious Seals Podcast link tree page, man. So on the top left, you got the Chicago flag design. You got the, uh, on the bottom right, you got the Chicago skyline design. You got the best kept, one of the OG shirts, man. The best kept secret to the IWC, the Riddler inspired IWC's best kept secret shirt. Then you got the uncrowned kings of the IWC, the Biggie inspired shirt. And then in the middle, you have the base Notorious Seals Podcast logo design. So all of these are available, like I said, on bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this video. And yeah, man, so if you haven't got the beautiful merch, it is available there for you guys now as we speak. So 
yeah, man, and with that, if this is your first time watching, I do not know how this show, uh, oh, sorry, who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Going good. Just been, uh, just been chilling out, man. Just been chilling out. Upgraded the computer last night. Um, oh, sweet. That, that was a, a thing. Goddamn. But, um, but, man, other than that, I've been good. Family, everything's good, man. I've just been, uh, I've just been chilling, bro. Just been chilling. Um, like Durante asked, how's the life? How's family? Life's been good, man. Life's been good. Family's been good, too. What about you, Durante, and anybody else in the chat? What about you, bro? How are you? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, yes, I, uh, uh, to answer Durante's question, um, I'm, uh, life is good, man. Family's good. What about you, my brother? So thank you for always asking, man. And it's good to hear. He says I'm good. So uh, always, always good to hear, bro. And thank you for always asking. But um, yeah, man, I, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm good. Just uh, yeah, um, yeah. Shit's uh. <laughs> Enough, I guess I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes. um yeah, yeah, with, <laughs> without, yeah, I mean, with, with, yeah, without without getting without getting too much into my personal life because usually I try to keep as much of that away as possible. But okay. things are picking up, um, and you know what that means, but the people don't, and it is what it oh, is. <laughs> um. Only yeah, man. Thing to look at. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely, man. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of off the verge of um a fresh laugh because of this fucking Bobby Fish video that Zerkay just sent me right before we went live, where he just got fucking blanked. In front of the crowd. <laughs> fucking, the whole crowd sandbagged his ass. No reaction. Dude, that's legendary. Yeah, man. So, yeah, nothing. Oh, oh, I can't even say that. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on right now. I'll just leave it at that. But uh, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm hanging in there, man. I'm hanging in there. So, yeah. Yeah, other than that. Other than that, not too much, man. Other than that. But it's exciting. It's exciting. So, uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I guess we could just start you guys off with the Extreme Rules review. Overall, this is a really good show. This is a really good show. I think a lot of people gave the show, like, unnecessary slack. Yeah. They, um, I think they did at, at some point. Um, we'll definitely get to that. Um, it had a lot of good matches. It had uh, one match that... Abs it had a couple matches that were, that were very disappointing um, to me. But, um, uh, other than that, man, I thought the show was really solid and it is so nice so far, so far in Triple H's run. So up until this point, October 14th, 2022, we are moving away from the nothing pay-per-view stature. And I like that things are actually, um, seeming a little more quality on the mm -hmm. show, man. So... This show had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six matches, bro. And they went, I want to say, three hours. It went three hours. Um, 
minus all the the Wyndham stuff at the end it went like three hours and 15 minutes but who really cares about that we were all captivated as fuck so um that's all that matters you absolutely love to see that too because what would this show have been had vince mcmahon did it um it would have probably had like fucking 10 matches on it none of them meant a goddamn thing in the world um so it's nice to see that man obviously the main roster is a little different from nxt so you do gotta maybe add that sixth match or maybe that seventh match sometimes you know because you do have a bigger roster and especially with the amount of people he's bringing in some people we got to talk about on this show i feel are a little unnecessary to bring in i think he needs to focus on other things but you know, with the more people you bring in, you're obviously gonna have to add those other matches. But regardless, it it still it still feels very quality, and nothing on the show felt rushed. It felt like people got time to actually sink their teeth into something, and uh, yeah. So, oh yeah, and I like mm-hmm. so Triple H is always a guy of you have to earn your spot in the pay per view. Yes, but I like how with the amount of pay per views he's gonna have to do on the main roster. There's the big pay-per-views like the Summer Slams and shit. That'll be for the big world title matches and whatnot. And I think he's going to use these extreme rules-like shows for to encapsulate everything else. Encapsulate yes. the mid card. Encapsulate tag team. Well, can't really do that yet, but he's going to when he can. Yeah. And uh, the women and whatnot and side storylines, blood feuds. Uh, and I think that'll be a really good system, man. And, man... It's definitely better than just nothing, because with Vince McMahon's pay-per-view would have had like nine matches. There would have been a Baron Corbin match and a Madcap Moss or Madcap. What was his name now? Madcap Moss. Still. Okay, it's Madcap. I thought it was Madcap something else. It would have Madcap match and shit. Like it would just been half. It would have a homo match. I, I like the format that he's doing. Yeah, it's and kind I mean, of like that. Yeah, and, and especially with the way the roster is getting, I mean, you, you know, you do these shows and there's still people that are left off of them. So I think maybe next time you come around to a smaller pay-per-view, you can put, you know, the people that aren't necessarily in like a main card situation or whatever. But yeah. also, this is a lot different from NXT because with Triple H, with NXT, when he was done with somebody... He didn't have to deal with them anymore. He gave them their spotlight. He didn't have to worry about keeping them around and booking them, right? Yeah, so right. he sends up, you know, you have Nakamura drop the title to Bobby Roode. Triple H doesn't got to worry about, oh, shit, well, okay, how do I rebound Nakamura from this? Uh, how do I put him on the next takeover? You don't. You send mm-hmm. him to the main roster. So, mm-hmm. so, so now with everybody going to the main roster – it was Vince's kind of turn to, okay, how do we rebound this person? Even though he didn't really care about that. That's the psychology you should at least go in with. Like, okay, we do this with, um, so, okay, Nakamura faces Dolph Ziggler. All right, how do we get him to the next pay-per-view? Okay, he faces Dolph again. How do we get him to the next pay-per-view? Vince probably would have him face Dolph again, but that's besides the point. Um, You know, then you, how do we keep moving him on? How do we keep moving him on? But, you know, Triple H never really had to deal with much of that, so now it's going to be interesting to see how 
some of these people kind of move on and how he, you know, continuously recycles through booking them. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a lot different because if like I said, you send everybody to the main roster, when you eventually get done with them, now you got a hold of the main roster. So now how do you continuously exactly. book these people? So that's going to be the challenge of triple H. Um, I, I'm I'm cutting him slack because a lot of people got to understand how a lot of people a lot of people have to understand the state he got this come things were a little better than they were yeah. in 2022 you know what I mean so he would have something to work off of because people were excited for NXT call ups and then obviously it would eventually get to the point where like no I don't want this guy to be called up because they're gonna fucking ruin him. So he had something to work off of, you know, but now it's, um, he got this company in a very fucked up state. So, you know, for people expecting the, the triple H experiment to just be through the roof in three months, you're a fucking fool, bro. He got this company in a just horrible state, horrible state. And it's going to take time. It's going to take time. You know, it's. It doesn't have to be a hard process, but it is a process. You know what I mean? It can be a hard process if he does some things like he did on this show tonight, which we're going to, or last Saturday, which we're going to talk about. So, yeah, man, I mean, we might as well just get right into it, man. So, starting us off with the good old-fashioned Brook match. You got these guys here fighting over the Doonies, and it is um, the Brawling Brutes. Versus Imperium, Gunther Ludwig and Vinci. <laughs> Bro, you got to change uh, my name. Triple H, bro. Like, <laughs> look, <laughs> I don't get like, bro. If I go to Walter and I tell him, dude, I want you to change your name, and he says no, I want to keep Gunther. I don't give a fuck. I'm your boss. You're Walter. I'm your boss. You're changing your fucking name to Walter. Oh man, imagine going to get his autograph and he writes fucking Gunther. Like, fuck you, right, you Walter? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Ed, man, can you write Walter instead? Like, bro, I ain't, I ain't getting I no totally would. Side shirt by fucking Gunther. Get the fuck out of here. Can you, like, can you, can you please write Walter <laughs> on this? You go up to Fabian Eichner's, please write Fabian Eichner, bro. You're not please write the, the OG names, bro. And, uh, uh, and, 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 you know, same thing here with uh, on the other side of the coin with Mr. Butch. Butch. But with Butch, it's such an easy out. Like, it really is. Because from day one, they only told you his nickname was Butch. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, literally just do a promo where the guys just mention, like, Hey, uh, you know, Butch was always your nickname, man. But you're, like, a part of the family now. So what is it? Pete Dunn, boom, Butch. you're back. No. Um, good God. Changed it to Butch. He went to the uh, way, now you legal, legal, legal last name. Never mind. Butch, oh man. Ryback they do have an easy way out with that. He changed his name. He <laughs> <laughs> ride back. Dude, I feel so bad. Like, imagine you're just at the bank, you work at fucking Chase Bank, and you just get this fucking guy coming in. I want to open a cat. All right, what's your name? Ryback. Say, uh, you know who Butch. also did that too? Uh, Ultimate Warrior. I think he changed yeah. his name to Warrior or something yeah. like that. 
I think, yeah, it changed his last name to Warrior. I think, like, that one makes a little, that one's not as bad. That's, but, yeah, that's pretty cool. Last Ryback. Ryback. It's like, if Co- I see Cody change his last name to Rhodes. Like, that would make sense. Definitely. You know what I mean? But, bruh. Cody you, Runnels. Cody Runnels. I don't Ryback. see him come back. Yo, what up, Bill? What's up? Not feeling 100%. How's it going, man? You alright? How's it going? Shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm keeping my thoughts, my dog. Definitely, and it is kind of technically hard. I can do that with the marketing and all that shit, so. And, uh, yeah, I know WWE takes, like, the action figures seriously. I remember they weren't letting, they weren't letting somebody cut their hair. It might have been Rusev because of, like, the tattoo, or, um, the tattoos. I believe that's a thing, too. Um, like, I know when Alexa said she's not allowed to get tattoos. Yeah, get those yeah, yeah. Ones. Yep, yep. Because I remember Rusev. Rusev had uh, he wanted to cut his hair, but they wouldn't let him cut his hair because of the action figures that they had coming out. Yeah. And um, and and he got it anyway. And I remember that drew him like a bunch of heat in like early 2017. Yeah. And he got like squ- squashed to Big Show at Fastlane. If anybody remembers that god awful pay per view, I hope you don't. I'm quite sad I do. But besides the point, that always just a quick sidetrack. That always makes me feel so bad for like Jazzwares because I don't think they do that in AEW. And the amount of fucking new tattoos that Malachi Black gets. If I was Jazzwares, I would be so pissed because I know they got like the, I know they got the the Supreme Malachi Black coming out later this year. And he gets a fucking head tattoo. A uh, huge, a noticeable huge, tattoo. Like, right bro. Like, dude, oh, my. Come on. You couldn't um, wait. I'd be pissed. I, I genuinely would. I, gen- I would genuinely be very upset. Um, But, uh, yeah. But, yes. Yeah, so, yes. The, the Dooney-Brook match here. This match... <laughs> <laughs> this match opened the show. There was, there was no pre-show match, which is uh, very cool to see. That's good. No pre-show match. And, yeah, this match was a, uh, to quote Sheamus, a, a bonger. This, this match opened the show, and it was, uh, absolutely incredible. This match was very enjoyable. It was, um, it, it was chaos. It was chaos, man. They were, they were beating the shit out of each other. They were hitting each other with them shillelaghs. And, man, that looked like it hurt, bruh. Um, yeah, but these guys, bro, um, yeah, Sammy Guevara would not like to be in this match, man. This looked very, um, this, this, yes, and it was, it was very, very good. I would absolutely love to see him in the ring with Sheamus. Um, Sheamus, Sheamus does not play around, bro. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, with what they did, with what they did the night before with having Gunther, like, tap twice, but, and then... Having Imperium lose here really seems like they're booking in the favor of Sheamus, and I don't know. I I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of like you know you put Imperium back together, and 
you're kinda, sorta, just been booking this in Gunther's favor, in Sheamus' favor the whole time, and it kinda makes Gunther look a little bad. Um, yeah, it's like what they're doing with damage control. They reform or create this faction, and they just lose. It's like, yeah, why? Why yeah, create it's... in the first place? Two, the thing here, too, is, you know, you, you have, um, Jesus. How do I do this? Um, fuck, I can't remember what the fuck I was going to say. <laughs> uh, that'll hit me. But, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I don't know. It's just, it feels like, it just feels, I, I don't. I don't think shit like this would would fly uh, with with especially the way we know Triple H thinks about him. Oh, that's another thing. That's what I was gonna say. So it also was a little weird how, you know, it's Extreme Rules. You know, we're doing an Extreme match or whatever. That's fine. You know what I mean? I didn't really like how the commentators kept bringing up. You know, Imperium thinks this style of match is is filthy for their style because they are the dying breed of professional wrestlers, right? Yeah. My man, there is a whole nother company that has a, a bunch of them, first of all. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, um, yeah, man, I mean, you, it's like, don't really mention that kind of stuff. I mean, I hate that type of stuff. Like, like Oh, this isn't their kind of match. They think this kind of match is, is filthy. But then, ten minutes in, fucking Walter's swinging a shillelagh. Like, obviously they... he doesn't. You know what I mean? So it's like, don't lie and say, oh yeah, this character hates this. Well, you know, if they hate it, they wouldn't be doing it. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it, you know, it can, it can ruin the, the legitimacy of their character i mean that is you know imperium that's kind of what they've always been like just real professional wrestlers the mat is sacred we all know their stuff so you know don't sit there and be like oh they think this match is is filthy and they, they don't want to participate with weapons and 10 minutes in they're all fucking swinging swinging shillelaghs at each other you know yeah. um that was a little that was just a little thing that kind of bothered me but um Regardless, the match was fucking fantastic, and I believe it ended with Pete Dunn pinning Ludwig. Yeah, I, um, so, yeah, man. Yo, what up, Gek? How's it been, bro? Goddamn. That's what's up, man. How's it been, bro? Um... Yeah, man. But regardless, 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 the match was fantastic. That was just a little nitpick. I didn't like, man. I didn't. It kind of just, you know, makes their, it makes their characters a little unbelievable, or maybe people won't take them as seriously. But, you know, had you not said anything and they just went in there and used the weapons, it would have been fine. But the fact that they had to like keep reiterating that Imperium thinks this is a disgusting match and they don't want to use the weapons and then they're it just didn't make any sense to me man but regardless the match was very very good it was a very good opener man um definitely man definitely yeah so the good old-fashioned dooney brook match went off uh very good man went off very good so 
Next, we got this fucking shithole. Um, Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. Does Liv Morgan have the mean streak? Uh. No, she does not. If anybody's seen those fucking chair shots she was swinging, oh my god, oh my oh. lord. There's a flat as fucking else with pillows, just no selling each other. Just there is, a... <laughs> there is... Fucking... oh man, there is absolutely no reason why Shannon Baszler should not have won that women's championship at uh, Crown, not Crown Jewel, Clash at the Castle. There exactly. is absolutely no reason why that shouldn't have happened, man. Fucking soft, bruh. I mean, <laughs> though, oh, man. Uh, I, I hate to say it, man, because, you know, I really do think Liv is good. Mm-hmm. But, man, this championship experiment failed. I think it proves more than ever Liv is better chasing rather than defending. Yeah. Way better chasing because good lord what is this? This this was this was awful. Ronda Rousey ended up like doing like some like neck choke with like her leg and Liv was fucking smiling the whole time and then she's like she was going through it in the backstage area, so I don't know what that was sort of hinting at, but um yeah, man, Liv was uh, very happy to um, lose the title, I guess, in this Extreme Rules match that was uh, not extreme whatsoever. This was a Vince McMahon Extreme Rules match, is what it was. It, it really was, man. Like, <clears throat> just just bad. Just bad. Liv needs a character. Um, Ronda Rousey needs to go. <clears throat> Fuck, sorry. And it, 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 it all failed. They failed Liv. Liv failed. It's circle of failure with all this. Mm. Yeah. Definitely, bro. Definitely. So next, we got the strap match between Drew McIntyre, or as Karrion Cross calls him, Mr. McIntyre. Mr. McIntyre. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking gritting his teeth together. Probably does that shit ordering a fucking burger. Give me no Is what? I'm a loser. Let me smile. <laughs> Get yeah, says live versus Ronda match of the year. Oh yeah, man, probably fucking worst match of the year. <laughs> um, <sighs> huh? That's interesting. That's definitely up there. I can't. Oh, damn, yeah. I can't think of any right now. Of course. Maybe like Jay versus Athena. But I mean, yeah. at least the action was solid. Nah, yeah. yeah. I, the action was solid in that. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to them. It was bullshit, but um Shit. That's up there. That that could probably be worst match of the year, to be honest. Um Bell says I agree. I mean I know she would have dropped it to Rhonda because Ronda versus Becky at Mania, and Rock and Ronda can walk into the sun, sunset, and Mania can't come fast enough. Yes, absolutely. Uh, she, yeah, I honestly think she just is here just to be here. I mean, like when she when she came in 2018, you felt like she was a little more passionate about her 
off-brand and kind of her being a professional wrestler, but yeah, it seemed like kind of that's kind of all just went out the window. I don't really know. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, oh, okay, yeah. So this strap match, a lot of people did not like this. A lot of people did not like this match. It was very short for what it was, which kind of shocked me a little bit, but... Cross kind of did the same thing with uh, Champa when he, he when he came into NXT. He like he comes in he comes in and he beats like a dominating guy, a big guy on the roster, which is what Champa was to NXT and kind of what McIntyre is to the main roster. And you know. That's kind of Triple H's way of, you know, like staking that claim with him and mm-hmm. letting people know, like, you know, th- this business. is, yeah, Scott's type Scott. thing. Which I can't blame him because it worked before. It, it worked did. before. The only thing is, we got this problem in WWE with uh, Roman Reigns and them mm-hmm. still not having world titles. So. These guys are just going to float on SmackDown. And I'm really upset about some news we're going to go over a little bit later about another person. I'm pretty sure you guys all know who I'm talking about that they want to put on SmackDown. Another huge person that just came back to the company. And it's like, these guys are just going to float on SmackDown, man. They're like, yeah, this this brand split truly cannot come fast enough, bro. Or this uh, redraft or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, man. I mean, ugh. But regardless, like I said, I can't be mad at it because it's worked before with Cross and, and, and steps to, you know, getting him over. I think this time with Cross, you got a little bit more work to do because a lot of main roster people, people that watch the main roster do remember his, you know, first WWE run. And, you know, it's it's good that they're repairing that, but it, the steps might not be as quick as they were in NXT. But um, I thought the match was good for what it was. It was a little short, but uh, Drew McIntyre ended up going to go for the... Uh, ended up going to go for the uh, Claymore. Scarlet hopped in the ring and sprayed him with Mace or Masse. She sprayed him. Uh, she, she sprayed him with mace, and um, that was another thing. I feel like Scarlet really didn't get involved that much in NXT, and she was like heavily involved in this match. Heavily. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. Not not really my favorite thing. Cross is a big boy. He can handle himself. He uh, if Cross can beat Keith Lee by himself, you know, he, I think he'll be fine against McIntyre. So exactly. Yeah, but that is how this match ended. Um, she sprayed him with mace, and um, he put him in the cross jacket and was uh, saying really unsettling things in his ear while he was choking him out, man. So, yes, yeah, so cross won this match as expected, man. Definitely, man, definitely, definitely expected that, man. But, man, they're taking a little too fast because what is he going to go with? <laughs> so Exactly, exactly. None to fight for. So, slow it down. Yeah. Yeah, which is amazing victories. It would go uh, really fast. It would go really fast. But, yeah, I can, I could definitely see. I could definitely see why 
uh, Scarlet would help if that's their mindset behind it. You know, because you don't want him Infernal Roman Reigns' face before anything. So, um, I could I could definitely I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. But I don't know if that's how they're thinking. But yeah, you're you're going to have no choice but to slow it down with a lot of people because mm-hmm. you don't have anything to fight for. You exactly. do not have anything to fight for unless unless you want to have Cross versus Walter. Cross is a pretty believable guy to beat him, so you know, I mean, yeah, but then what? What Wyatt do it? It's it's why Smack... people all world titles. Yes, bro. Yes, and this, I always tell you this, man. But like, I wish we could have got certain things. I wish certain things wouldn't have happened before Vince retired, because mm-hmm. you know, I feel like things would have been decent. Because at least people yeah. would have a fucking WWE title to fight for. So at least. But it's not the case, and yeah, this match was really good. A lot of people didn't really like it, but I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was really well, man. I thought it was really. Uh, I thought it was uh, really good for what it was. I did think it could have went a little longer, but um, yeah. Regardless, that's not how it happened. So um, <laughs> yeah, but regardless, regardless, uh, it, it it was good for what it was. Definitely. Definitely, man. Definitely. <sighs> man. And then this shit, bro. This match. This was the match I had uh, the most problems with. <laughs> fucking <It's> Jack. Fucking <laughs> match. Logan Pog versus Roman at Family Jewels. Family Jewels. Cross just works a certain pace, which I get, and he needs to change that every once in a while. Uh, that's from Bell. I agree. I agree, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. It's always good. It's always good when people kind of change it up because I feel like Cross could be really exciting and like uh, so something very uh, fast paced and. Um, yeah, he's gonna learn to slow it down a little. Yeah, one one guy, one guy honestly, one guy honestly that I think really mastered like that slow style to the point where like some people wrestle slow and a lot of people find them very boring. Um, but somebody who wrestled that slow style and really mastered it and it was like genuinely intriguing was um Walter. Exactly. I mean I, I've never seen some shit like that before, bro. Like no. you know, I like me a fast paced match, but Walter really taught me how to appreciate a, a, a just a slow fucking slug fest, bro. He really Truly, did. Bro. He really did, um, man. Yeah. Um Definitely, definitely. Uh, Bell, would you say Cross wrestles a fast style or a slow style? Uh, okay, but while you answer that, um, while you answer that, oh man, this this match I had the biggest problems with. Um, this match I had the biggest problems with out of the, out of the night. Bally versus <laughs> Bianca Belair. It was also very cool here. It was also very cool to hear. Michael Cole call for Bally again. So Bally. she it was also cool. Bailey was like yelling at him like in the beginning of the match. So it was uh it was it was awesome to see. It was awesome to see. That was one thing that's one thing I hate about Bailey being on Raw is uh we don't get that Michael Cole dynamic, which kinda sucks. Um so this match, although the match was good, you not only fucking killed 
damage control up until this point. Obviously, I think they have a little bit, and it's slim of a chance to come back from this, but, man, you not only fucking killed damage control and majority of their credibility, you are booking Bianca not only as a baby face, you are booking her like fucking John Cena, bro. She, dude, oh my lord, bro. She, she basically won this three-on-one ladder match. That is pretty much what happened here. That is, bro. Dorante in the chat earlier called her Super Cena, because she is. That is literally, I'm watching this match. I'm like, who do they fucking think this woman is? Like, fucking John Cena? Like, bro. Oh, my. Dude, that. How did you think that looked good for damage control? That Bianca Belair just mopped the fucking floor with the whole faction. Whole group. Just being all by herself. (sighs) Oh, yeah, they look real tough. Three on one. Lose. Uh, That faction. It's on the verge of failure, man. It really is. That one depended on it. And it didn't happen. And they're like a couple. They're like one big loss away from just might as well scrapping the damn group. Seriously, bro. I mean, I I don't know, man. I I don't know. If I trust if I trust anybody, it's it's Bailey because Bailey was at a point in 2019 where when she first turned heel, and for the first couple months, everybody was like, bro. Just grow the fucking ponytail back. This is ass. And she ended up coming into her own. But like, I don't under... And this is the other... This is the thing that I don't understand why this was such a hard decision. And this is what pisses me off. Bianca Belair's... I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Bianca Belair's reign has not been that good for you to book her like fucking John Cena, bro. Oh, bro. She ain't like that. She's good. She's not like that. Where you bury three people. No. Almost nobody's that good. I mean, oh my god, dude. What? Why? Like shit. Absolutely, absolutely makes no sense. And this really annoyed me. This really annoyed me as to why they booked Bianca Belair the way they did in this match, dude. Because I mean... You are putting a whole faction that just debuted in Jeopardy for this one woman who is very good. I'm not saying she's not good. She hasn't had the best title reign, bro. She hasn't had the best title reign, man. And if there was a perfect time to end it, and I said this last Friday, but start her heel turn arc, so to speak, it was then. It was then, bro. It was then. Um, Because... I don't know. Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is a babyface. Just doesn't really. She doesn't really entertain me that much. She doesn't really seem that connectable. You know what I mean? I mean, she's just good Bianca. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, like I like heel Bianca, and I I would rather have that route to be honest. I agree. I agree. Um. Yeah, man, so this match ended in 16 minutes and 40 seconds. It was a very good ladder match. It was a very good ladder Ooh. match. Also, I didn't like the end, how Bailey was holding a ladder on top of herself, 
as she was in position for the KOD, knowing damn well she's just knowing damn well she's about to drop you on this ladder. And she lost, and damage control looks as worse as they possibly could right now. They look horrible. Brutal horrible. fucking losers, bro. All the Nexus fucking losers. I create a group just to have them lose. It, it don't make sense, man. No, and never uh, will either. Triple H is doing with these factions, bro, but <clears throat> if you don't know how to book a faction, don't create so many of them. Exactly. Yeah, man. So, next, we got this masterpiece. Finn Balor versus Edge. Match the night. First of all, uh, this match got off to the wrong foot for me in the very beginning. Fucking entrance. What was that entrance? I've seen a lot of people clowning on the mask. I didn't really mind the mask as much as a lot of people did. For me, it was that godforsaken entrance music and that stupid-ass entrance production. He just, like, jumps towards the ground and he just stands there and squats and just looks around and then he rises up and then he does it again and he does it one more time and it's just so ass, bro. It is so ass. Just have him come out to the other side. I don't know what the hell you got to do. Man, Makes I miss the prince. Shit. Dude, I'm telling you. Please bring him back, bro. I don't give a fuck about Judgment Day. Just bring back the prince. Break him up. Let him be individuals. Yeah, and I mean... You know... The group... The group... Especially after this match is being taken a lot more seriously. Mm -hmm. I really just think they should do what we had said they should do and kind of have them revert mm -hmm. to their NXT characters. Because even if you have them revert to their NXT characters, even though I would do that with Finn and Damien. I wouldn't do that with Rhea. I like Rhea right now. She's not so much of a weirdo um, yeah. as Finn Balor is. He's the main weirdo in the group. He's always saying or doing something fucking weird. But, um, but man, have Finn be the prince, have Damien be the rock star, and have Ripley be, like, the seductive one that, like, manipulates everybody. Like, you know, it's cool. It's cool. It's so, cool. It would be a great dynamic. Yeah, and like I think just... all of those would flow well. I don't know why they oh, all I have to be weirdos would. to be in a group. Literally, bro. Like, they all got to be these, like, weirdos that just, like, <laughs> talk weird and do weird shit and they're like laughing at like dumb shit <laughs> like dude are you are you okay what are you Damien, laughing about damian priest mr infomercial <laughs> here come get your judgment day uh, bro, shut the hell up man <laughs> bro, cheesy ass up. just be the rock star i want him jumping in hot tubs again bro oh my and she'll be god him. bro that was so funny Bro just jumped gear. in full gear. So <laughs> fuck, <laughs> like that would be a great dynamic with the prince, bro. That really yeah. would be. But they're just <laughs> like that's the only way to describe this faction. I don't know what their characters are besides just 
fucking weirdos. Yeah, that's literally what they are, bro. That is that is seriously weird. their gimmick, bro. They are fucking weirdos. <laughs> God, but his match was fire, bro. Bro, this shit was heat. Man, this like match, this. thousand thousand percent. This match was like it was ass during the entrance. Finn Balor's entrance, more uh, more so. That shit was hot ass. And then it went to, all right, they're having a match. First gear. Uh, second gear, it's like, okay, we're picking things up. Third gear, like, all right, all right, here we go. Fourth gear was like, you, this is incredible. And then once we got to the part where Beth came out, I, I immediately was like, dude, this is going to be perfect. Because I knew exactly what was going to happen. They were going to pull... A J Uso. They were gonna have Edge quit because of they're gonna beat the shit out of Beth. So well Ripley is, I would hope the other two would. So um so um yeah, like I said, it brought you through like okay, okay, this is good, alright, this is getting better, better, okay, this is really good. Oh my god, this is a great match. And then like I said, when Beth came out, I was like, dude, this is fucking brilliant. Um these two wrestled a great match. Dominic, like I said, I don't like Dominic. I really don't. I think he's horrible. He's so but, but I do gotta give I do gotta give props to where it's deserved. In terms of him drawing heat to himself and like just how badly people want to see him get his ass kicked, he's doing a really good job at making mm-hmm. himself. I mean, that doesn't make him any better in the ring. Okay. He he does he doesn't get on any of my top lists, but Bruh, except for maybe like top worst, but my god, top cringiest, um, along with this fucking whole group. So I'm like, wow, they're doing a really good job, man. Um, I thought AJ was gonna come out, but we ended up finding why the next night, the original community. Um, so yeah, this was just really good, and I was kind of, I was kind of like, as we were going through the match, I was like, ah, oh, damn, like they're. I kind of was at a point where I felt like they were going to have Finn say I quit. And that's that was the wrong choice because I believe two weeks ago on this show, we brought to you guys that Finn was uh, slated for big plans. And exactly. having him say I quit when Triple H had is kind of, you know, putting him as the leader of this faction, you know, he's kind of transitioned him into that role. That wasn't the right call. And as soon as Beth came out, because I was thinking, like, you know, how do you do this, really? Like, who says I quit? You know, Edge, you know, I could see you don't really want him saying I quit, you know, because he's he's Edge. But And then Finn, like I said, he's got these big plans. But like I said, man, as soon as Beth came out, I was like, this is perfect. This is the perfect way to get Edge to say I quit. And he won't lose anything. Exactly. Um, exactly. Fantastic. People had the nerve to sit up here and complain that this match went too long. This match, aside from Edge's... Because Edge's had some pretty long ones. And my god, those were bad. Dude. That dude. That fuck... I remember... Me and Sir K ordered fucking wings. We keep getting sidetracked, but we ordered fucking wings. Dude. We finished both of our meals of like... 20 fucking wings and this match was like what the fuck Bro, in the worst part about that match they weren't doing shit they were just punching each other and just Dude, walking they, 
They were like, bro, three feet. You can't walk, bro. They were literally just walking the fuck around, man. Dude, like, this shit was so bad. Shit went like, a whole forty-five minutes. Yeah, bro. Good lord. Oh man, I was, I was so happy when that fucking match ended. But this is how you do a good long edge match. Yeah. Now with fucking Randy Boring. Yo, what up? What up, Logan? What up, Logan? Judge that was Dave, three weirdos and a person with daddy issues. Dude, I'm telling you. Bro, they are literally just a bunch of weirdos, bro. That's what they are. I mean, now, like, they're getting, they're, they're kind of coming into their own, you know, after this match, because, like, people actually take them a little more serious. But up until this point, three weirdos through and through. That's it. That's all they had to them. So, so, like, like I said, what up, Logan? Um, so what up, bro? Um, yeah, man, so, like I said, you, um, you know, I knew, I absolutely knew that, you know, Finn saying I quit was the wrong decision, and like I said, once Beth came out, perfect. They, you know, they handcuffed Edge, they beat the shit out of him, he wasn't saying I quit. He still wasn't saying I quit after everything. And then Beth came out, man, and Rhea Ripley, uh, you know, got a hold of her, man, and she hit her, uh, she knocked her out with brass knuckles. They mm -hmm. brought it to Edge's attention that your wife is knocked out cold once he noticed it. He was acting his ass off, bro. Mm -hmm. That was top tier shit. Oh. That was top tier shit. Beth. No, no. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they, um,. Finn, Finn was telling him, oh, you don't want to know what happens next, Edge. You better take us seriously now. Like, man, what the hell? What y'all about to do to Beth, bro? So, um, he and Rhea lifts up the chair. Edge says, I quit. You know, in the most sad, heartbreaking way ever. Perfect. And, uh, Finn basically told him, yeah, okay, good. We don't have... <laughs> give a shit and they hit her with the, the chair um the concerto anyway so um judgment day looked fantastic they've never looked better than after this match oh yeah bro they look great that was they great look... storytelling mm -hmm. they look like assholes and not weirdos well after the entrance they look like assholes and not weirdos they literally they literally just look like a band of pricks and that is mm -hmm. what they should be i would like to see finn be more of the Prince while he's being a prick Definitely. instead of this fucking street thug bandana wearing wrestling in these damn joggers and black air forces like man what the fuck is going on bro? Yeah, I don't know what he's been on but he's been watching something he shouldn't man or listening to something he shouldn't his Irish he really ass we've been playing too much GTA online <laughs> really has been. um yes this was fantastic bro this was fantastic this was definitely match of the night for me and yes like i said for the people that complaining that this match went a half an hour you have not seen randy orton versus edge that match went like 45 fucking minutes and it was oh, literally oh, just them walking around punching each other literally worst match I've, matches i've ever seen in my damn life i'll never forget that garbage <laughs> We were just sitting there waiting to throw our damn fucking wing containers out for like a half an hour. Fucking 
honey barbecue all over my fucking fingers and shit. I for the fucking match, man. I'm angry. I'm fucking, I was getting hot. I was like, oh, you fucking... <laughs> kick out, kick out, kick out. Man, what the... Or it was a last man standing, I think. Oh, yeah, they just kept... Stay the up. fuck down, man. Um... <sighs> Yeah, man. Match of the night, bro. Match of the night. 100%. So, in the main event, we got the fight pit. Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. Um, wow. I can't believe this match went as long as it did. This match, uh, Matt Riddle defeated Seth in the fight pit in mm -hmm. 16 minutes and 35 seconds. Damn, this match man. did not feel that long. It literally it really, felt like 10 minutes. It, it really did, man. It felt so short, like... You could easily cut like that. Which which match could they have cut? Definitely, you could cut the whole Liv and Ronda thing. You know, you could have given that time to this match. Definitely. Like, come on, bro, come on. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I mean. Ah. <sighs> I I don't know, man. I don't know. Um. Dude. This just happened. This was... This, so, Seth, uh, Seth came out with a RVD attire. Um, he came out with a RVD attire, which was really cool because they were in Philly, so the ECW thing. And then everybody knows that RVD and Matt Riddle are uh, good friends. So... <laughs> a very, very intertwined hobby. Yeah. It was a little disappointing, to be honest. Um, it was just too damn short. I was so, I was so excited to see the floating bro off the top of the cage. I know. And all he did was a broton, and it looked bad. Like, man, I wanted to see. I miss it because I remember he did it against Timothy Thatcher off the platform, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, I was, I was really, I really wanted to see the floating bro off the top of the cage, man. But um, Same, bro, like to be honest, it might have been better if they saved this match for like a whole like. Our main event of Raw. Like, that shit could have went hard. But they just didn't have, like, what we saw the match of those 16 minutes were great. We just needed more of that. And we didn't get it, yeah. obviously. Definitely. Definitely, man. So, Seth ended up tapping, uh, Seth ended up tapping out rather quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. Matt Riddle put him in a triangle choke, I believe. And Seth immediately tapped out. I was very... I was very upset about this at first. Same. But then it made a little more sense the next night on the WWE YouTube channel. Um, I think they could have made this a little bit more known and did it as a backstage interview on TV. But uh, Seth said, you know, the reason I tapped so quickly was because I knew that I had a U.S. title match the next night. And exactly. I can't be mad at that. That makes all the sense in the world, man. So... It makes sense, but like one of those matches, I, it just should have gone longer. You wanted to see more, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to see some some cool fun shit, and we got a little bit of cool fun shit, but not enough. Yeah, because I feel like that was one of the most anticipated matches. Oh, was, uh, everybody wanted to see the fight pit, man. Um. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man. And then Matt Riddle's on top of the stage. With Daniel Cormier, Seth gets out of the ring. Everybody pretty much flees the fucking scene, so we knew something mm -hmm. was about to happen. So at the end of the show, the lights go out, huge pop, and we hear he's got 
the whole wide world in his hands. Morgan. That shit was heat. Bro. Damn. That shit was great. That immediately I was like, dude, here we go, bro. Here we go. So it starts singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. And we begin to see um in this order. I got the picture up now, so from left to right, we see in the crowd, standing in the little tunnels, we see Huskus the pig, live a live in person version of him. Mm-hmm. You know, lights go out, still singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. Then we see Mercy. Lights go out again. Then we see this absolutely horrific rambling rabbit. Um, Lights go out again. (laughs) Uh, Then we see Sister Abigail, who, if you do not see the reference, that is uh, Brody Lee's Bludgeon Brother mask, without the horns, obviously, on... um, on Sister Abigail under the, the little cloak. The veil. Yeah, that's what it's called, the veil. Um, lights go out again, and we see the burnt fiend head. Sitting right on the announce table as Michael Kogel's, what the? And he no. just runs away. It's scary, cat. And as for the one that got the massive pop, they all got huge pops, man. But as for the one that got the massive pop, Standing right on the barricade is the fiend. The fiend, yeah. and you just see the whoever was doing this did it uh, wonderfully because the way he was like moving his head around, it was like so sick, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a huge fucking pop. He got a huge pop here. Um, incredible, incredible. So then we go into um, they show us a doorway. They show us a doorway, and then it goes up to this. This is the best picture I could find of it. As you can see, the cobwebs, and as you can also see, Mercy's table. You see Mercy's table, and as you can see, a little bit of blood dripping down the box. And you see Mercy leaning over all decrepit. It proceeds to show us a Firefly Funhouse filled with cobwebs, and all the puppets are laying there dead. Just abandoned. I love it. Bro. And she was he. This was why I missed Wyndham. Mm-hmm. This production and present the way the way he produces everything to a T. And he makes it so fucking enjoyable to watch is just so brilliant. So, as we're hearing this just eerie version of the Firefly Funhouse theme song, and it's like, it's you know, doing like the deep tone thing where it's like going in and out, it was so sick, bro. And then the, it shows the TV and the Funhouse is on as we hear this. Um, voice saying who killed the world you did we did we go back to that door the door busts open 
and you can see the Brody Lee circle spinning light. Yeah, shit was awesome. Another great detail. Another great, fantastic detail. As a man walks out with the lantern, wearing this uh, very cool mask, Apparently walks the mask out. They have a mm -hmm. name for it. It's called the Uncle Howdy Mask. Is the internal name for it? That was the other trademark I was telling you about that I forgot. Mm. Is that that's what the mask is called? Apparently, to them. Gotcha. So he walks out with his lantern and with the mask. Everybody starts chanting holy shit. Or if you watch Monday Night Raw, they were chanting holy. 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 So, if you watch the live pay-per-view, they were chanting holy shit. As Bray looked like he was going to take the mask off. But once they started chanting holy shit, he like took a second to like look around. Just mm -hmm. soaking it all in. Oh, that was awesome. And he takes the mask off. Huge pop. And he looks into the camera and he says, I'm here. And they, then the lantern goes out. And then they play the uh, the moth the moth logo as we hear, I don't know if anybody caught this, the old Wyatt family outro. The yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. That shit was awesome. The amalgamation of everything. Oh, bro, it was perfect. Whew. Loved it. Holy shit. Bell says the mask was a reference to the black phone, I think. So the same people that made Ethan Hawke's mask in the black phone, Tom Savini and um, his team uh, does all of Wyndham's masks. So Yeah, so definitely a similar theme there. 100%. 100%. So, bro. Wow. Man. That shit was totally wow. deep, bro. This was absolutely incredible. Absolutely mm -hmm. incredible. The presentation here was just wonderful. The the hints, the old, he's got the whole wide world Love in that. his hands. Bro, that shit went so hard to hear that again. It has been so long since I've heard that, bro. Me and Sir K were on FaceTime because I had called him. Because we've been waiting for this fucking moment forever. And, bro, uh, man, to get that experience, to get to experience that together was even more dope, man. Because I know how big of Wyndham dude. fans we are. And, man, we were losing our shit. I just remember, oh, I just kept smacking uh, my bed. So I was sitting on my bed. I just kept, bro, I was just so, so fucking excited, dude. I was so excited. Um... My, uh, yeah, and my dad had ran in the room because he heard he's got the whole world in his hands, and he was like, uh-oh, I know what that means. So, <laughs> um, so he even, he uh, ran yeah. in the room, and bro, it was just, it was an epic moment. It was, it, it was truly an epic moment. It was, and man, it, it really was, like, in every sense of the word, it was, it was fucking epic, and Wyndham is just so brilliant, and I, I cannot wait to, uh, I cannot wait to uh, see what he's see what he's got in store for us, man. Because, uh, man, uh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. This made the whole night of Extreme Rules worth it. It made it made the whole night all worth it in the end. Um, not that it wasn't, but it made it that much more worth it. Uh, wonderful. The fun house comes to life, and. 
Incredible. Absolutely incredible, man. So, to, you know, just to uh, just talk about here, um, we actually have some rumored members for this group. So, we got three just kind of random stories. We got three kind of like ran uh, random stories, and then we actually have a story that I did not read yet. I read a little bit of it, but... Meltzer talked about who these people are heavily being rumored to be. But we do have three names that one of them could join the group. The other are just completely ridiculous. Um, bro. So, the one that could join the group is uh, Eric Rowan. He talked about how uh, there's always an opportunity... And my side of the story within wrestling and that character of Eric Rowan, it has so much left to tell. I think when I stepped aside when COVID happened and people were let go, I wasn't ready for my story to end. And yeah, so we have that, which obviously that sparked a lot of rumors of uh, could he join, could he join Wyndham in his, uh, could he join Wyndham in, in, you know, the Wyatt Six. Uh, we also got another name, bruh. No. Yeah, they're no, 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 no. Um, another name added. Uh, uh, another name added the list to uh, join Wyndham's group. Eva Marie. Yeah. Um, Eva Marie, it seems like it seems Eva Marie dropped hinting going back to WWE on Twitter. She posted a video of her attempting to throw Lily Alexa Bliss's doll in a trash can with the caption that indicates she will go back to WWE if she makes the shot. First of all, she has a horrible jump shot. And second of all, uh Unsurprisingly, she made the shot, and when the video and the video ended with Bray Wyatt's new logo. Triple H knows he he knows that's just a red herring. Get a it red hair. Has to be. This has to be some kind of uh, publicity stunt. Oh, it is. Yeah, from Eva Marie because. There is no way WWE would be that... There was no way Triple H would be that stupid to absolutely shoot this shit in the foot. Um, no. I don't think Vince is stupid enough to add her to that type of group. Even he wouldn't. I have no yeah. trust in, in Vince. I don't even think he would make that decision. <laughs> Seriously, bro. Um, And the last member... Uh, before we get on to the real rumored members, WWE was interested in in bringing Malachi Black in for a huge role. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, WWE had been interested in bringing Malachi Black to be a part of the Wyatt Six faction. Man... While obviously this won't happen, there was talk of Aleister Black for this group. You were going to pull him from a 
from his own group to be a part of Wyndham's. No, those two are enemies. Exactly, they're not allies. Like, dude, that sounds horrible. I'm glad they didn't get their hands on them, because that sounds garbage. You don't put... Yeah, Malachi Black's a big, a big star. Even AW failed to realize it. But yeah. how are you going to fail to realize it, too, when you want him? That don't make sense, bro. He, he ain't no side piece to a group. He is the perfect guy to lead a faction to lead a faction against Wyndham. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, for the longest time, I talked about how I would have loved to seen the House of Black versus the Cult of Wyndham in AEW, you know, until obviously rumors sparked that Bray was coming back to WWE. But I would have loved, loved, loved to see that happen. Um, I would have loved to see that happen. Uh, but... He is a guy that leads a faction against a group like the Wyatt Six. He's not in it. No, um, that just makes no sense. No, no, not at all, man. Not at all. So those are the three members, and at at that point, I am uh, almost glad that um, I'm almost glad that uh, they did not get a chance to get their hands on him, man. Third um, identities of Bray Wyatt's new Wyatt Six faction. Wrestling Obser- um, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, WWE has inter- has interesting rumored plans for the Wyatt Six faction. This includes calling up NXT stars. They said, and I quote, There is all kinds of speculation regarding the identities of the Wyatt Six group. There is also said to be a long-term plan for the group up to WrestleMania. Wow. Look at that. They have they have teased hints of Joe Gacy as Huskus, Grayson Waller as Mercy the Buzzard, Alexa Bliss as Sister Abigail between social media for the first two and a teased photo of Sister Abigail with both Raw and SmackDown women's belts, which Alexa Bliss has held. Mercy the Mercy character has also greatly resembled Waller with a shirt that he had worn on television and the same height and build. Plus, for weeks, the announcers have done teases about Bliss not being where she used to be. There also, uh, There's also a Liv Morgan tease for that spot. Rambling Rabbit has the obvious rumors of Eric Rowan, although those are just rumors at this point because Rowan was formerly with the group. The uh, the fiend rumors are for Taylor Rotunda, Wyatt's younger brother, the former Bo Dallas. It should be it should become obvious within a few weeks. Others internally have said some of those are believed to be accurate, but others are up in the air. Uh, mentioning others could be part of it. Mentioning the dyad in uh, no, in particular are possible. Other names are listed. Well, obviously this won't happen. There was also talk of Alistair Black for this group. With Triple H being head of creative, it is likely that Bray Wyatt will finally be able to flex his creative muscles. We'll have to wait and see how Bray Wyatt's faction will turn out. Um, yeah, I mean, 
as much as I hate it, it would make sense because now that I now that I notice it, Grayson Waller does always wear those Mercy the Buzzard type flannels or like Hawaiian <laughs> shirts. Um, no. Well, the thing is with Grayson Waller, like I just saw a fucking I think it was an Instagram post or Twitter post earlier. The caption was "Let me in," and he was fucking fucking around with the uh, head lantern from WWE shop. I think it's him just trolling. That's kind of his whole character. Is a social media Definitely. troll. So I think that's what's going on with Waller. But the thing is, the thing is though, the thing that scares me about Grayson Waller, I know on NXT, Apollo Cruz like ripped his eyeballs out of his head, and I don't know. Yeah, I I just I know by your face. Dude, yeah, don't, 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 don't ask. Do not it ask. Fuck. How do people watch NXT? Apollo Crews drug him under the ring and he came out and his ripped his eyeballs out. Was he fucking there, So I don't know. So I don't know if they're trying to take like a dark turn with his character. So that's the thing that scares me about him. I think Huskis is perfect for a guy like uh, Eric Rowan. I would say Rowan, yeah. Definitely, because it, it just fits the side. Not saying that, and I'm not saying in a negative way, but he's a tall, big guy. Yeah. He could be intimidating yeah, yeah. with that. And he's a husky guy. He's a husky guy, and if they're going like the pig-related route, like we were talking, I would say either make him. If you guys know the character, I I just know him from one of the Arkham games, but Doctor Pig from the yeah. Arkham games, or you know how in Solid they wear that fucking pig mask, yeah, yeah. something like that. That would be fucking awesome for the tall, intimidatingness of Rowan. Definitely, Get bro. With his little creature back. <laughs> um, I would like Bo to be the rabbit. Definitely. I would like. Uh, I'm cool with Alexa Bliss or Liv Morgan for Sister Abigail. Alexa either. Bliss gets a lot of flack, bro, yeah. but that was in the beginning. That was in the beginning of, of the shit, bro. That was in the beginning of the shit. Um, it was really good, man. But towards the end, it got really bad. But in the beginning, you know, it, it doesn't... Uh, it gets undeserved, um, you know... Undeserved hate. Hate, definitely. I'm cool with either one. Um, I would probably prefer Lynn if I had to pick one. Say, I wouldn't mind either way, to be honest. And then Mercy... Uh, that's kind of an open book. I would say you use Mercy as like a just just someone just someone cool that might fit in the group. That's not Grayson Waller. Because I was gonna say too, because one of our next stories was uh, Vincent and Dutch, the Righteous, were backstage yeah. at WWE. Vincent has dreads, so yeah. the Fiend also had dreads, and. Maybe you do Dutch plays the pig and Rowan plays Mercy, or you swap the two out, you know, you know, uh, vice versa with the two, something like that, maybe. But definitely, man. Yeah, um, maybe hmm. I don't know, but it definitely would be a pair of something, so they could they could go that route if they did want to have a completely different person play the fiend. Vincent would be perfect. Vincent yeah. would be perfect. Um, he's got the dreads. You know what I mean. He's got all the tattoos. You know, so it would fit. It would look good. 
Yeah. Um, and like I said, Dutch is kind of a big guy. So, you know, maybe you have him play the pig or you have Rowan play Mercy. Or like I said, you swap the two out. So, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. But regardless, it is very interesting. And I am very excited for uh, Wyatt to bring us on this ride, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely. I can't. Yeah, man. I really can't. 100%. So with that, I guess that brings us perfectly into this. Former Ring of Honor title holders backstage at WWE Raw. According to PW Insider, Vincent and Dutch of The Righteous were backstage for Monday Night Raw's edition of Raw. Uh, okay. In Brooklyn, New York. Though neither appeared on camera during the show, this isn't the first time one of the former Righteous members had been connected to WWE. Dutch, uh, Dutch, oh, I can't wait to see Dutch versus Butch. Oh, yeah, give it to me. Dutch appeared in FCW in two, uh, 2010 and 11. Vincent and Dutch have not teamed up in a few months. The last time was in Beyond Wrestling. They were partnered with another Righteous member, Vita Von Starr, to take on and lose to the team of Wave and Curls, Jalen Brandon and Trayvon Jordan, and Willow Nightingale. Bruh, I'm dead. Since taking over creative, uh, since taking over creative direction of WWE, Triple H has brought back many names, including Wyatt, Gargano, Cross, and a big return and another big return came uh, Monday night when Gals and Anderson came back. Okay. Um, another thing that's uh, worth noting is uh, Wyndham is actually um, uh, real-life friends with uh, Vincent so yeah. and, and Dutch. So I believe he was photographed with them at uh, at a WrestleCon. And, um, yeah, so... I think they would really fit in that group as tag team. I think so. That'd be really good. Yes, bro. Yes. And like I said, if you... Personally, I would like Wyndham to play the Fiend because I feel like that's like an extension of him. But yeah. if you really don't want to have Wyndham play the Fiend and if you want to have somebody else play the Fiend, Vincent is perfect. Exactly, bro. Exactly. So, yeah, man. Um, Yeah, so that is... uh. That is uh, the news with uh, more people that Triple H wants to bring in the company. We got some, we got a little more before we get to, I want to go over this. AEW sent feelers to Bray Wyatt after his WWE release. Should have sent feelers all evening, good lord. What's up? Should have sent feelers while he was available. So that's what I was going to say. Don't send him feelers. You contact him and say, we want you, and a deal is on the table. You tell me the fucking number. Yep. Exactly. That is what you should have done. It's too late now. Sports Illustrated wrote an article on uh, on Wyatt's return at Extreme Rules. In it, they discussed Wyatt's release. The The report confirmed... That Wyatt had received feelers from several companies, including AEW, Impact, AAA, and AAA in Mexico. Can you imagine fucking Bray Wyatt just running around with all the fucking luchadors? All those fucking little... Oh, bro, that shit would be hilarious. 
Bro, for so from what I understand a feeler is, it's letting somebody know that you'd be interested. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You already passed the boat on Gargano. As soon as Triple H took over creative, you make that man an offer. A solid offer. This is what you want. I wonder what's going to happen with uh, Wyndham's movie now. I hope it's still in production, man. I hope so. Me too. Me too. So, I don't care. I don't care what you got to do. You already passed up on Johnny Gargano. You know what I mean? You... At the time he was a free agent, and at the time Gargano was, Gargano goes back and it's like, fuck, we lost Gargano. So, as soon as Triple H was named head of creative, you make Wyndham an offer. This is what we want. You could bring in whoever the fuck you want. You could put your own faction together. I don't give a shit. We need you here. You are fantastic. You are a real professional that this company could use. Literally, because they don't got a lot of them. Um, yeah, man. So, Bray, Bray uh, did receive feelers from AEW, but another huge free agent they passed up on to probably sign somebody stupid. So, literally, there, bro. So there it is, man. There you go, wasting talent. But um, should have went for it, man. They they really should have. You don't send feelers after. You signed a contract with somebody. Should have done it in the first place. Like Bell said, he was available for a whole year and a half. He had a lot of fucking time. Exactly. And I get it, man. Like, dude, you send Wyndham, you send Wyndham feelers after his release. I'm sorry. No feelers. I'm letting you know we want you, and mm-hmm. this is our offer. You don't got time for feelers with a big free agent like him. You put something on your end that lets him know we want you here. Not yeah, we we would be interested. Let me just follow you on Twitter, and you know we'll just you know let the fans run from there. No, you had a year and a half before this guy went back, and you send him feelers in the beginning. What the fuck were you doing the whole rest of the time? Just sitting there. Don't make sense, man. No. It really don't. As soon as those 90 days are up, you let them know. This is my feeler, a fucking offer. This is our offer. You name the price, you name the time, you name whoever the fuck you want to be in your group, and we'll do it. Exactly. We've got a lot of people here we can get rid of, and it won't mean a damn thing anyway. Exactly. Get them the fuck out of here. (sighs) Ah, man. This piece of news. The last news on Wyndham. This is a little bit of frustrating news. Well, the other one was frustrating, but it was frustrating for AEW. Um, WWE makes final decision on Bray Wyatt's roster placement. PW Insider are reporting that Bray Wyatt is assigned to... The SmackDown brand. I.e. Stationary Purgatory. Dude, why on SmackDown? <laughs> Fucking Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Bray Wyatt. <laughs> the 
Bray Wyatt has Bray Wyatt has been Bray Wyatt has been on both brands in the past and even coming to the earlier days of NXT, but SmackDown doesn't seem to be where he thrives. Or does seem to be where he thrives. PW Insider reports that Wyatt is only slated for an appearance on the SmackDown brand. That can always change, but as of now, he's assigned to the blue brand. This is a good get for Fox, as Bray Wyatt's return has been a long time coming. It's not bad. It's just pointless. There's nothing to fight for on SmackDown. There's good people, and they're doing good things. It's just no goal. For anything, world titles are held, uh, mid card titles held, and what's there for Wyatt to do on SmackDown? Besides it is, it is what we talked about with Karrion Cross. It is, like you said, stationary purgatory, bro. You are stuck in Roman's world, essentially. Yeah. That is basically. That is basically what you are uh, doing on SmackDown. I mean, nobody can thrive on that show, dude. It's held down. It is. You, you know? can't do shit. It's fucking, it's lame. It's pointless, bro. Like, like Bell said, Fox is just being greedy. I would 100% put Brock on fucking SmackDown and put Window on Raw, bro. Please. 100%. 100%. Oh, actually, I actually kind of like Brock being on Raw, but still. But just put both on fucking raw. Yeah. Fox got enough, man. Dude, seriously, man. I mean, this, it, it sucks because it's like, I think Wyndham's going to tell his own separate story. But like I said a long time ago, the reason you need to put Wyndham on raw is because with Wyndham being on SmackDown, who did Roman Reigns take that title off of without even pinning? Exactly. Ray Wyatt. So, with putting him on SmackDown, you have that concept staring you dead in the face. Mm-hmm. Wyatt and Roman. And you're not going to do it. No. You're probably not going to do it because either you're going to do Cody or the way it's looking so far, Triple H is kind of, from what we're seeing from it's The Rock's really end and stuff like that, it looks like he wants to do that match more, so... How long do we have to deal with this Roman stuff, man? Too fucking... Yeah, Raw has no world title, too. But at least there's a main event spot you could just be in without being either... Oh, he's got, he has to face Roman soon, and he's got to lose sooner. You know what I mean? At least there's an open spot to do something in the main event of Raw. There, you should, there should be a title, but there's not. But at least you could do just general feuds for now. You can't do that on SmackDown. You can't have a general made of have... SmackDown because yeah. everyone's going to expect you to win and then go face Roman and lose. That's the only expectation. That's the only path that you have on SmackDown in the main event is Definitely. you do something and you go to lose to Roman. Garbage, bro. At, come on. 100%. 100%. I couldn't have said it any better myself. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's you're there's like such a glass ceiling at least on raw you can you know do a little something and raw has a little bit more tv time you know what i mean because smackdown's got roman and they only really got two hours to you know 
showcase and, and at least like 30 to 45 minutes of it is always going in. So yeah, you're really about an hour and 15. Yeah, and the main event feud on SmackDown is Roman Reigns, even though there's not one right now. He's world champion. He's not even in any kind of feud. I mean, you you put him you put him there. You you put anybody there in a main event feud on SmackDown, it has to be with Roman, and they're just going to lose anyway. So it's like, exactly. you know, it's, it's just, yeah. It, it is, man, it is. And every everybody's just below Roman, at least to where on Raw, everybody kind of gets a little bit of shine because there's no world champion at all on that show. So Exactly. There's nothing to be hogged, or you could just be great. And that's just what you are. There should be a world title on it, but thanks to Roman, there's not. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, man. Um, Yeah. Uh, it sucks, bro. It sucks. And that is an absolute, that is absolutely uh, not the right call. That is, that no, is not it, man. That is not it whatsoever. God, no. So... Man, speaking of uh, other people returning to WWE, yeah, so that was all our news for Wyndham on this show, man. I'm very excited, man, but I feel like WWE has made a pretty bad decision in putting him on SmackDown because, like I said, at least if he's on Raw, you don't got that match with Roman staring you right in the face. Yeah. Staring you right in the face. Yeah, they don't go after anything after a main event spot, but I'd rather have them not go anything than you just go lose. Yeah, because I, I, I've truly had enough of Roman running through the whole roster. At least the people on Raw don't have to be ran through. That's that's how I it look at it. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, I just I just don't like SmackDown. I don't like the system in it. SmackDown, it's it's purgatory. It's definition of purgatory. At 100%. SmackDown will pick up when there is they have their own world title and he's not an unbeatable force. You know yeah, what I mean? Just... I mean... It, like I said, I mean, imagine watching, imagine, uh, ima oh no, you're good, bro. You're good. We're just yeah, having a conversation. Um, um, I mean, SmackDown, um, SmackDown, I feel, I, I feel like on, uh, like if you were to have Roman on Raw, he would have no choice but to run through all those guys too. So at least on yeah. Raw, I feel like those guys get to be protected a little bit in the sense that they don't have to, you know, they don't have to, they don't have to see Roman as to where mm -hmm. like the guys on SmackDown, if you're having a hell of a run, it builds up to well, just losing to Roman. That's all it does. And it's like, it's lame. You just, cause like imagine, uh, mm -hmm. sorry, imagine if Roman is on raw, he's going to have to run through Seth. He's going to have to run through Bobby Lashley. He's going to have to run through Tommaso Ciampa. He's going to have to run through uh, all these guys. And it's like, now, now he's ran through everybody. So at least those guys on Raw, I feel, get a little bit more protection because they don't have to see him and eventually just build up to losing to him. Because that's your career on SmackDown, essentially. You just get you. You may go on a, a good run and you may earn yourself a world title shot, but at this point, I don't know if you want that. I, I don't no know world title shot on SmackDown. You just know. fucking <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you just. Just get, just system. build up to lose. That's why you know? people hog titles, and and it's not. I'm not going to say that uh, 
Walter hogs the IC title, but he kind of has to. So it doesn't help that situation. You know what I mean? It really. Hey, you got two of them. Yep. That you can, because you kind of have to hog them with Walter. So it's just kind of you got nothing to go for at that point. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would like if they made the main price to Raw right now, that that briefcase. That would be a cool prize for everybody on Raw to try to get to because they don't have the world title. So 100%. let them go for the thing that could get them one of those. Oh, exactly. I.e. the briefcase. That's, that's a really that's a really good suggestion. I messed that. Fucking, it's not like fucking. I was about to call him Austin Aries. <laughs> Austin Aries <laughs> fucking doing anything with him. Got Austin Aries. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, so. Yeah, that that that's just how I feel, man. That's just how I feel. I feel like if you're on Raw, man, I, I think you got a little bit more protection, and because um, on yeah. SmackDown, you're a guaranteed loser. <laughs> yeah, because not only do you have Roman who can't lose unless your name is fucking Cody Rhodes or at this point Bray Wyatt. I don't know if they want to go that route. I don't think so. I hope so. But um, I don't think they want to go that route to but have Wyndham take the title from Roman, but. If you ain't Cody Rhodes, you're. I don't even know if that's a thing. I don't even know. I don't even know. Anyway, I just want him to beat the Rock and just. I don't even even know. There is no direction for Roman. It's sad. Yeah, I mean, Roman can't lose until you're at a big show, and Walter can't lose because Triple H probably wants to repair some of that. So. It's just fucked on SmackDown, man. Bad. SmackDown is just a shit show, man. Yeah, it, it really is. Just... And, and, you know, same same thing kind of goes... To, I mean, it, it sucks for Raw, man, but at least those guys kind of get a little bit of protection from the bloodline. The tag teams and the main event scene over mm-hmm. there on Raw. So, it, it really sucks, though, man. It really sucks. I can't wait till things get back in the, the right swing of things. But, um, exactly. Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson, another guy who returned to WWE, is still working New Japan Tokyo Dome show after returning to WWE. Wow. Good for good for them. Wow, they're actually allowing someone to wrestle. Good oh, job, good Drips. That's what's up. <laughs> According on the goat for just normal things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean, hey man, it's his obligation. And Triple H is going to let him do it, you know. Nakamura, they wouldn't let Nakamura do it, you know, because that was, Vince would have probably is... lost his shit. But, um. Or fired his ass. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Triple H is letting him do it as he should. As he should. He's got obligations to another company. You wanted to sign him while he held another belt. So, at least do the company the favor. Say, mm-hmm. hey, sorry I took your guy, but, you know, I'll allow him to, to drop the belt for you. So, you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. And that's a good way to do business, and that's a good way to make friends. And, and, yeah, and, and stop making everything so cutthroat. But according to a report from Fightful's Paywall... We're talking about it here. Never Carl Anderson will be working the Tokyo Dome show. New Japan Pro Wrestling also reportedly was given a heads-up about the machine gun situation. Carl Anderson claims that he's still planning on working the Tokyo Dome show. Also, we were told by those in WWE that New Japan was given a heads up. 
WWE raised the stakes as Carl Anderson joined his former original community members and Doc Gallows and AJ Styles. So yeah, man. Um, yeah, uh, this is very good. This is very good. This is how. This is exactly how you make the wrestling business. So, and I seen Tony Khan had some good things to say about Triple H as well about improving their product. So I hope we can move forward with not having things be so cutthroat. I hope so, man. I hope so. Because from the way Triple H is, is running the company, I think it's going to be less cutthroat, but that motherfucker is a goddamn thief. He's petty. You, he's, he's, petty. He's, he's a petty thief, bro. You read this story that fucking ringside just posted? Bro? Hey, those, that company, they're going to turn from cutthroat company to a bunch of little conniving thieves. Fucking John <laughs> Michaels. Quote unquote says, "Well, we will steal anyone they want from another company." That's not how that works. <laughs> the little fucking gremlins now. God. All right, Sean. If you, if you're a hey, if you're the one, if, I know you're not, but if you're the one in charge of NXT, I think you got bigger problems, my man. Probably exactly. If you really are the one doing that shit, you, you got a lot of work to do, my boy. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> WWE interested in signing. There we go again. WWE interested in signing Matt Taven. Dude, if you want to get these AEW people when their contracts are up who are 10 times more valuable than fucking Matt Taven, what are you doing? This is exactly what Tony Khan did. It's a cycle. He signs these stupid people that he doesn't need to sign. He goes out there and he signs fucking Dan Housen. He signs Tony Nese. He signs Jake Atlas. And you don't need these people. You don't need Matt Taven. I'm, I've seen Matt Taven one time, and that was about all I need. Now, if he did come into WWE, I would give him a chance at least. Because yeah. whatever the hell i seen from his work in Ring of Honor... Oh, my lord. I was fine with just that. Dude is bland as shit. Um, Yeah, man. Good lord. So, uh, while speaking on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted WWE is interested in signing Matt Taven. He says, and I quote, I know WWE has interest in Taven. I I would think that also Taven, Bennett, and Maria could go to New Japan Pro Wrestling because they have a history over there. I don't know about AEW, no. But if there is something going on at Ring of Honor, they could end up um, going there because they were Ring of Honor people. They they may all... uh, Maria was trying to start her own women's wrestling company. Oh, Lord. Uh, Yeah, you do not... You do not need Matt Taven. You are. Not. They really. Triple H is really doing the Tony Khan. He's signing people. Like, um, who, who like, what the fuck is that group's name? Hit Row. Fucking Matt Taven. Fuck, like, you don't need to sign these people. You're doing what fucked AEW over. That's why they're so fucked right now. Doing that exact shit. When you have. Which is. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny because people are finding this so cool. Like, Triple H bringing back, like, selective big names because the roster was that bad. Fine. Like, dude, bring back Bronson. Bring back 
Bray, bring back Johnny, bring back some people. Cool. Like it's it's not yeah like Cross. Like it's not it's not a bad thing that he's bringing back people, but stupid people that do not need to be signed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, keep doing it too. Yeah, and it's like I dude, I get you want to add roster depth, but like you kind of already have like a decent amount of like lower card talent, you know, yeah. or you like uh, already. Exactly. Exactly. They're already so, starting to become like AEW, not in terms of size, but they have guys they're just not using. Ali, Apollo, Elysian, Ricochet. I don't think fucking count. Ricochet, fucking, uh, yeah, what the fuck, Dijakovic. Like, bro, yeah, you have oh, these yeah. these Bobby great, Rude. Rude. You have great people you can use. You're trying to sign to Matt Taven. Don't, don't, don't. People are eating it up, man. So let them eat it up and let them get fat, bro. And when they can't fucking run anymore, that's on them, bro. That's on them. Yeah. They go, they're doing the exact same thing. WWE also showing significant interest in Chelsea Green. WrestleVotes reportedly took to Twitter to reveal that WWE is showing major interest in bringing back Chelsea Green. It was noted that she could, she would also be called into the main roster. Cedric too. What's up? Cedric too, darling. Totally forgot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Completely forgot about Cedric. You know what I heard too? Uh, the WWE listed Cedric or no, uh, Shelton and R Truth as a tag team on the yeah. internal roster. Like, Just put the fucking her business back together. Why are you trying Hell? to make these random pointless tag teams? Stop putting our truth in random tag teams, bro. Just let the man go out there every couple weeks and just make us laugh. That's what he likes to do. That's what we like from him. Just let the man do that. Don't stick exactly. him in tag teams, bro. The golden truth, this. God damn. Put together for <laughs> some odd reason. Like, um, that bad. God damn. It was it's also... Seriously, bro. WWE is showing major interest in bringing back Chelsea Green. It was also noted that she would be called into the main roster. She would be called up immediately to the main roster if the deal is offered. Only time will tell if she makes her WWE comeback. I'm told another WWE name has significant interest in bringing back Chelsea Green. I would think if a deal is offered for the main roster, time will tell. Mm, the women's division is kind of a little different because I think like a brand like SmackDown could use another body over there, but um. Oh, you mean Chelsea Green? She's a. But she was, yeah. Green. I mean, she was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was. Chelsea's and not it, really all that. No, and then it would bring along Matt Cordona, and he's good. He's fun, but he's another person you do not need in that company. You just don't need. It's just how it is. You don't need this ass. Don't sign. Definitely, definitely, bro. Um, they would. That they probably will too. Just get those two back. I <sighs> think so. And if you ever bring Chelsea Green in, she needs to manage Cardona. Mm-hmm. Mid Cardona. <laughs> when Moose calls you that, there is a problem. That's um, <laughs> Moose got one up on his ass. Yeah, man, I don't know. Chelsea Green, yeah, I mean, she wasn't the best. I do think SmackDown could use the bodies, but don't put just anybody over there. Wait until you get good people, because, again, that's what TK did. He 
he didn't want to wait for bigger names to come in, like the Athenas and the the um, the Tony Storms of the world, and he wanted to go ahead and sign fucking uh, you know fucking Diamante and Layla yeah. Hirsch and all these people that didn't make an AQA, all these people that didn't make sense, and here we are. So. Exactly, man. Exactly. Don't don't sign these type of people, bro. You don't need them. You need them. You need them. But you don't. Sign people that matter. Definitely. Definitely, man. Um, Speaking about, you know, Shelton being in a tag team, Bobby Lashley wants to bring back the Hurt Business at some point. Please. Bobby Man. wants it. I know Cedric wants it so he could fucking get on television. Uh, Shelton wants it for the same reason. MVP's probably dying to get away from Omas. And the fans want it. Give us back the hurt business, bro. I While speaking. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think he wants to bolster that tag division. And I think he wants to um, just add another cool faction and i think he knows knows. that people knows that that ended super prematurely so oh yeah uh while speaking on busted open before raw bobby lashley was asked about being positioned as one of the top acts on raw lashley stated he wants to bring back the hurt business at some point he says and i quote there are a lot of people in that position i love our roster right now that's what made me excited about winning the u.s title i had ali He's a guy who's been overlooked for a little time in the business, and he's hungry. Every day when I come in, he has different ideas. I want to do this. I want to do this. You say you save him. Matt Riddle, he's on fire right now. Seth Rollins, he's Seth freaking Rollins. He's great across the board. Some of my closest friends, even favorites, the Hurt Business. MVP is there with Omos. Shelton, Shelton Benjamin is doing his stuff. Cedric is there. Damn. I'd like to bring the group back. Yeah, he's tired. Yeah, Cedric's there. I'd like to bring back the. I'd like to bring back that uh, that group at some point in time. There are many highly talented people there. Chad Gable, Otis. I don't want to leave out any names. Edge, Mysterio, his son. We're all the um, we're all the faces. I'm one of the most prominent figures because I'm the champion. But there are so many people you could say uh, are the face of Raw. It depends on how you're looking at it. Man, and Bell just said that MVP posted a fan-made, you know, her business with Carmelo Hayes. That shit would be fire. Yes, bro. That would go hard. That shit would be heat, dog. And and Omas. Big man no fear. I don't want Omosis in in anywhere, bro. Send yeah, it. If you're gonna keep him hired, send him down there. If you're sending, who did they just send down there next team? Veer. Veer. Oh, there was another one too. They like just sent down like last week or this week. I know uh, Apollo's been there from the main roster. Veer just went down there. Um, are you thinking or just a Peter something? But Sonya Deville. Deville. That's who it was. If you're sending Sonya Deville back to NXT, you better send fucking yeah. Elmo. 
Sonya's great. I mean, she could use the break for a minute yeah. just to get just to get the corporate Sonya out of everybody's mind because that shit was hot, hot ass. That's true, but like, and she's in Toxic Attraction now, so bring all those yeah, four really. up, and I think that's yeah, I think. Oh, okay. That's yeah. She she acknowledged that her and Mandy, you know, were fighting for a while, but at the end of the day, they always got each other's back. So. Well, we need to cover him. Ain't no having no damn bed. <laughs> she made she made you cut your damn hair. What you being friends with her for? But I'm down for it though. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Uh, yes, bring him back, bro. I want yeah, it. Other people want it. Roster, get her What's on up? Raw, where I can see that every Monday. I'm fine with it, bro. I'm Who's cool that? with it. Gigi. As long as I can see that on Mondays, because uh, even though I think it would probably make more sense to put them on oh. SmackDown, but yeah, that, that would be a dream for me, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, yeah man. So, yes, bring it back, bro. Bring it back. Next up, man, we're going to talk about probably one of the most over guys in professional wrestling right now, Ace Steel. <laughs> Look at his dog ass. Literally <laughs> in that dog, dog in ass. <laughs> oh, man. Like, literally in that dog in him. Ace Steel recently posted a... Uh, Ace Steel uh, recently posted on Twitter, and he might have let the cat out of the bag through a social media post. Steel posted a scene from the Blue Brothers movie where one woman was singing Freedom. A lot of people gathered that this means he's finally free from his AEW deal. God damn. Shit. And the way Dynamite was, we'll definitely talk a lot about that on, on Monday. The there jabs they started jabs. taking. Yeah. A lot of jabs. After. The whole time they've been radio silent, and now all of a sudden we're bringing this up. I don't know if that means that, you know, it's things good. are over with, or mm -hmm. I don't know if, They've, you know, officially made the decision that Punk is going to be gone. I don't know what yeah. it is, man. But they, they're they making jabs, so something happened that we, we don't know about yet. So we'll, it'll just be time now to tell, man. But look, if it looks like A-Steel is gone, that was a decision they kind of had to make. Because <laughs> yeah. that was biting people. Throwing chairs. <laughs> You can't bite somebody, bro. You're a production. You were part of the production. You're biting people. You can't. It's not freedom, bro. You ain't free. You should. You should be at least. You should be given at least a month in the pen, bro. For what you did. That's just <laughs> weird. Yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely. Bandito hey. is leaning towards signing with AEW. Very interesting, man. According to Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio, Bandito is leaning towards AEW. Bandito has not agreed two terms with AEW, but it seems like there might not be a problem much longer, and we will have to wait and see what AEW will have planned for him. I'll tell you what. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. If Andrade's gone, and that action is scrapped now, and you want to, I'm not, I'm still not sure. Oh, he could. But if he does it and you want something to do with Hangman, I would love to tag team with Hangman and Vin Vito. 
that shit would be heat. I don't know if it's just mm, the me. I think that could be a fun temporary tag team for maybe a couple months. A cowboy that bandits. That shit could be heat, bro. I think that visual could be real heat. And then Hangman could bring back his uh his scarf or his, that, that or his little bandana he wore in front of his oh, fucking mouth. That would be sick, bro. That really would yeah. be. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, that I, I think that'd be great, man. But besides the point, I think if Andrade's still there, which from what we know so far, Tony Khan isn't letting him he go. Is. So Make that group, bro. You know, if Andrade is going, if Andrade's still going to be there, because you know he, they told him he wasn't going to be fired, man. Put Bandito in uh, Los Ingernobles or uh, Faction Ingernoble or whatever the fuck they're called. Um, yeah, man. Could be interesting, bro. Could be very interesting. And I would like to see that. However, I do not want to see this guy lost in the shuffle. And I think that could be a solid ass trio, man. I really yeah, it really could be. That would be perfect. That's what they, that should be the main goal. But if Andrade's out, you got to play me. Yeah. And as we wind down here, man, Adam Cole sucks, due to man. injury. This is horrible. This is horrible. According mm-hmm. to Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Radio, Cole's AEW future is in doubt due to his injury, which is more serious than expected. Meltzer said, and I quote, It's a concussion. It's a bad concussion. Real bad concussion. He'll be back when he's cleared. It could be tomorrow. And it could be never. You know what I mean? End oh, quote. God, oh, man. The worst. Yeah, that's not good at all. I feel like we were at a point... <sighs> which makes me feel really bad about it because I feel like we're at a point... We were at a point where Adam Cole was about to be cleared. Like, he was so close to being cleared. And... He was supposed to be back after All Out, and now we're at a point where it could be tomorrow, and it could be never. Yeah, so I hope he's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I hope he gets back, man. I hope he gets back, because that is not good at all. That is not good. And yeah, I wish him the best, man. I really do. I really do. Truly, man. That That's always the worst thing to hear, man. But I hope it all goes good, man. And I hope he can be back and healthy soon. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. So, with that, I figured we'd end it with the news coming from the Moxley family. Yeah. First off, the official confirmation on Wednesday, as you can see it on your screen, Renee Paquette is all elite. This is fantastic. This is a great, great interviewer presence where you could take some of that workload off Tony Schiavone and you put somebody else in that chair that is also very enjoyable to watch and very uh, charismatic um, and uh, is uh, very... um, uh, She has a connection to the audience. Everybody loves Renee. Everybody likes her podcast. Everybody likes... Everybody everybody loves all of Renee's work. Uh, Renee's... Renee's, uh, Oh. Uh, so yeah man Renee Paquette is all elite and this is uh this is a great decision for AEW to make and now she could be on the road with her hubby so 
Speaking of her husband. Speaking of her husband, I'm assuming they signed Renee Young or Renee, Renee Young, Renee Paquette, because um, a couple days before this, we had finally gotten the news. AEW had put out this official statement. As you can see it on your screen, they put out this statement citing that John Moxley signs a five-year extension with AEW, expanding roles into mentorship and coaching. October 7th, 2022, AEW CEO, GM, and head of creative, Tony Khan, Tony Khan had announced that AEW World Champion John Moxley had signed a five-year contract extension that ensures that one of professional wrestling's top stars will remain in All Elite Wrestling through 2027. While expanding his responsibilities to include mentoring and coaching talent, moving forward, Moxley will work exclusively for AEW and its international partners, including New Japan Pro Wrestling, where he is a two-time IWGP US Heavyweight Champion. Moxley has had an incredible run in 2022 after recapturing the AEW World Championship at AEW Dynamite Grand Top Star versus another one uh, versus or Blackpool Combat Club's top stars against one another for the grand prize in professional wrestling. He defends the AEW World Championship uh, next against Hangman Page in his hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio on the October 18th for a special Tuesday edition of AEW Dynamite live on TBS at 8 p.m. Jesus Christ, why is he promoting Dynamite? John Moxley will kick off the air tonight of uh, tonight's episode of AEW Rampage for the first for the first night of year four of AEW on TNT, 10 p.m. 9 p.m. Central. John Moxley is one of the best. John Moxley is one of the best. John Moxley's on one of the best. Uh, runs of his leg already legendary career and this five-year extension ensures that he was not only here for AEW's meteoric rise but he continues to remain a key part uh, of the sustained success we're witnessing just days after the three-year anniversary show for AEW Dynamite Tony Khan said John Moxley is a great world champion for us in his third reign his mind is invaluable and our roster is so lucky to have the opportunity to utilize him as a mentor and coach and we continue to build stars build the stars of today and tomorrow i love aew and the spirit of the company and its fans said john moxley i cherish our shared passion for the sport of professional wrestling and i'm going to dedicate everything i have in my mind body and spirit to helping aew be the best it can be going forward Nice man, nice. Good for Mox, man. He deserves that type Good of for Mox. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, and you know he is uh, the company's ace. Mm -hmm. He is the company's ace. Oh wow, Baron Corbin undergoing edgy character change. Oh, He's gonna boy. be mercy. Fucking Judgment Day. Oh my God. Dude, yes, John really Moxley. How bad that group is. Oh, he do. Oh, God. Uh, yes, Sean Moxley is the company's ace. He has, he is undoubtedly in um, contention for wrestler of the year without a fucking question. Um, mm -hmm. He is, uh, he has been fantastic and he has really stepped up for this company when, uh, as he said on Dynamite, 
Uh, some people think they could walk a mile in his shoes and they crumble faster, uh, some faster than others. And I think we all know yeah. what he's talking about. So, quite literally. Yeah, quite. so, yes, man. Mox, Mox is the company's ace, like we said. He has truly, truly carried this company on his back through the hard times. Him and Chris Jericho have truly stepped up and really really made um really done their best to make this year as memorable as they possibly can and he is he is the fucking ace man he is the ace of all elite wrestling uh without a question so yes man he is uh he is fantastic man and with that we got um this other side report that john moxley had no interest in leaving aew for wwe return John Moxley decided to sign a five-year deal with AEW last week to kill any rumors of him returning to WWE. He also wants to be involved in another G1 Climax tournament. Good lord. Nice, so, man. I also heard that when Moxley won the World Championship, it was on a handshake deal. I, I can believe it, bro. I can believe it, man. That's crazy because it, was like, it, was, it wasn't a story, but it was kind of just a technical fact. After he lost that title to um, Punk, yeah, he was only in 30 minutes of his vacation until plans were changed and he was offered to win it again, man. God damn, yeah. bro, got a 30-minute vacation. But um, he, he's the GOAT, man. He just really is a GOAT for AEW, man, and he deserves that type of deal. Um, good for him, man, and it, it's John Moxley, man, one of the best. And I can't wait to see what the future unfolds for him. Yeah, he is a guy who came into this company, never had any selfish means behind no. it, never buried anybody to put himself ahead of anybody. He um he 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 is there for AEW, and this proves it. Uh, he says mm -hmm. uh, right here in this in this uh, statement, "I love AEW and the spirit of bo of both the company and its fans." So, um. And he talks about cherishing everything and dedicating his mind and his body to AEW. So it's um it's great. And uh, I believe TK says in here somewhere our roster has no idea. Uh, yeah, he's, our roster is lucky to have the opportunity to utilize him as a mentor and a coach. They have no right. idea how lucky they are because if TK said it himself on an interview, this year would have been so much harder without John Moxley and Chris Jericho. Oh, I bet it would, and I think it would have failed. It would have completely crumbled without those two men. So, yeah, good for good, good on them. Good on those two men. Good for Mox, and you love to see this. You really do. Yeah, man. And that is uh, that is the news for the week, man. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys did enjoy the news, and not only the news, the Extreme Rules 2022 official review, man. So, hope you guys did enjoy all that, man. And that was the week of news. A lot of interesting news. A lot of Wyndham stuff, and. Uh, Great to end it with uh, John Moxley and his uh, well, well deserved contract extension, man. So, Definitely. love to see it. Love to see it, man. So, with that, thank you guys for being here. As always, we love you guys. And um, yes, we love you guys. And thank you guys for uh, always coming and showing us support. And uh, yes, the Notorious Hills family, man. You guys are uh, truly the goats. Thank you guys all for being here a little earlier in the day. Thank, yes. thank everybody for showing yeah. up. Yeah, any other day we would be 14 minutes into the stream. I would probably be doing the intro right now. Toronto exactly. um, says one hell of a show. My man, thank, thank you. you. 
You guys make the show. You really do. Yes. Interacting with you guys uh, makes this all that much more enjoyable to come on here and do. So we thank you guys for your continued support. And you guys are you guys are for real the goats, man. You guys are for real the goats. So thank you guys for always showing up, man. Even when we got to do a show earlier, when we're doing shows later, you guys always show up. Hey, you guys are uh, you guys are really goaded, man. So thank you for sticking really with us. And yeah, we're rocking with you guys, man. So just as much as you guys rock with us. So with that, man, we love you guys, and it has been always, always a pleasure, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. Sir K. And that is gonna do it for this edition. And yeah, man, thank you guys again, Bell, Logan, Durante, Geck. Thank you guys for all showing up. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys, man. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Monday. Peace.